Welcome to the On Target Living Podcast, a place where health and human performance meet. Welcome back. This is uh, Chris Johnson on Tour Living. One of the podcasts that I wanted to do for a little while here, and we'll do more of these, is just some of your questions are coming in and answer them. So I have this question coming in uh, from a gentleman that lives in Denver, Colorado, and he's asking a question. He's like, um, I'm currently taking your cod liver oil. You are right, uh, chill, there's a little taste, adds a little lemon. But I'm reading about Bulletproof, and a big part of that is uh, the XCT oil or MCT oil and brain octane. My questions are, is this stuff safe? Is it beneficial? Is it redundant to other things like cod liver oil? So let's step back for a second. So when you think about MCT oil, median chain triglycerides, and these XT oil and brain octane, well, the big thing the brain octane everybody's talking about is stimulants. So I'm not a huge fan. I mean, the number one stimulant in the world is coffee. So I'm not saying people should not be drinking coffee, but let's step back and say, do I really want to overstimulate my brain? And the next thing you know, I'm having trouble with my blood pressure. I can't relax. I can't sleep. I have trouble with this and that. So when you look at some of these things out there, again, we keep going back to what's the source, where does it come from? If you want to really improve your energy, it's going to come from food. It's going to come from movement. It's going to come from rest. So if I want to build my energy, protect my energy, it really will come from food. So to me, I would get away from all the supplementation out there and some of the stimulants that people are consuming. Here's another one I have. Um, this is from a webinar. This woman talks about her little background. She says, uh, I just was on your presentation today, turning 56 years old next month. I try to live a healthy and active lifestyle. As I age, I've gained weight. I've tried everything and anything for the last five years to find something that has worked. I finally found a program where I'm eating five packaged meals of 110 calories a day, and then one lean meat or fish and greens for one meal. I've lost over 40 pounds since COVID, but I've gained, uh, for the last couple of months, I've gained it back. Also, I'm in a low dose hormone replacement therapy. I've tracked my hormones, blah, 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 for the last seven years. So her question is to me is that she's now having uh, psoriasis. She's getting more inflammation. She's still trying to keep her weight down. Um, but the, the, her diet, this Octavia diet, limits calories to around 1,100 calories a day. And she's thinking her body is deficient. Well, of course it is deficient. So when you start cutting calories out of your diet, and again, you're doing packaged meals, we're getting away from the source, which leads into many problems. So again, I understand people are trying to lose weight, but you don't have to lose, feel like you, ha- you can't lose weight but you have to give up your health. And so again, these prepackaged meals are not gonna get all the nutrients you need. Again, low dose hormone replacement. If you're deficient, your body's gonna be in starvation mode. You could lead to lots of problems. Now we have psoriasis, which tells the body that something's not working right. Um, but I think the, bit, the point I'm trying to make here is that if, if it's prepackaged, it's so easy to do and so whatever, that cannot last, you're gonna be nutrient deficient. And that's, it's that simple, we gotta go back to the basics. 
Here's another one here I have. I'm a 58-year-old woman, 5'3", 133 pounds, struggling with the decision to follow my doctor's advice taking a statin drug for my crazy cholesterol numbers. In the past, my cholesterol numbers were always very good until I went through menopause. I'm sure that my lifestyle slowly became a bit more sedentary and the diet is not as strict. Currently, my triglycerides and LDR are very high. I do have heart disease in my family. Dad had a quadruple bypass in his 60s. And now at age 84, um, he's starting to slowly lose his health. I have four brothers and two of us are struggling with the numbers. So let's go back to this. Step number one is you have to understand your risk. So when you think about cholesterol itself, it's not a bad thing. And I have a whole webinar on this. But a couple ratios I want you to understand. So the first one is this. Before you take any statin medication, you want to understand your risk. And one of those risk factors is this. Total cholesterol divided that by your HDL. So take your total cholesterol divided by HDL. So for example, if my total cholesterol is 240 and my HDL is 80, that would give me a ratio of 3.0. And for women, that number needs to be 3.5. So again, she has a great cholesterol ratio. For men, that number needs to be 4.5. All right, so now I'm answering the question, do I need to be on a statin med? Well, number one, one of your risk factors is under the marker, so that's good. Another one is this, total triglycerides divided by your HDL. So again, this is on our Know Your Numbers handout. So imagine if your triglycerides are 150 and your HDL is 50. That would give you a ratio of 3.0. That number ideally needs to be 2.0 or less. So if my total triglycerides are 100 divided by that 50 HDL, that would give me a ratio of 2.0. Now I got a great ratio. So again, by when you eat cleaner, your triglyceride numbers will drop very quickly. And then we move into homocysteine, which she doesn't tell me what her homocysteine is, which is a great indicator for heart disease, for especially women. So you can't make this decision one way or the other because you don't know what homocysteine is, you don't know what CRP is, we don't know other, other variables. So before you jump on a medication, you need to get more in the game and understand some of these things. So go to our website, uh, under resources, get know your numbers. This is gonna be all these numbers you need to know, and then you can start making better decisions along with your health professional, because it's not fair to your health professional to come in there with all these crazy things going on, but we need to understand your risk before anybody puts you on a stat med. So again, I have a whole webinar on cholesterol, and we can talk more about that. If you have any questions, reach out to me. I can send it to you. All right, here's another one here. A couple questions for you, Chris. I've been doing CrossFit for about a year and a half. Changed my diet completely. My body has transformed. I'm feeling the best I ever had. That being said, I have a few questions I like your opinion. I currently take GNC Mega Men Sports Daily Multivitamin. Nature's Bounty Fish Oil. What are your thoughts on this? Would you replace fish oil with the cod liver oil that you mentioned before? The answer is this. Again, back to the Mega Man multivitamin. Do I really need to go down that path? For many people, the answer is no. If I'm choosing a multivitamin, I'm going to make sure I'm getting a whole food multivitamin. But to me, that's why we promote cod liver oil. We promote spirulina krell. We promote uh, wheatgrass because they're coming from food sources. So should you replace your bounty, nature's bounty fish oil with a cod liver oil? Absolutely, because again, it's coming from the source. It's high in vitamin D3 naturally. 
So that's question number one. Number two, what's your thoughts on kombucha? I drink it often, maybe three to four times a month, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Kombucha is just a fermented tea. It could be fantastic. I like it. You can see it more and more. Um, people brewing it at home. So again, I'm a big fan of that. So you, the answer is yes to that. But again, it's a natural uh, probiotic. It's good for gut health. Anything fermented like a sauerkraut. I try to avoid anything at all that has added sugar, even kombucha. I get most of my sugar from fruit. Is this the correct approach? This is the definitely correct approach. Fruit is nature's sugar. So again, I'm always using figs and dried mangoes and raisins and bananas, and these are my added sugar. This is my real deal, back to the source. Number four, I've been taking animal whey protein shake after every workout for the last year and a half, and sometimes in the afternoon, a RX bar. Again, I'm not a big fan of protein supplements, so if I'm putting a, making my own smoothie, which again, you can put a high quality ingredients in there, I can put cacao nibs in there, I can put uh, hemp protein, Brazil nuts, uh, fruit, frozen fruit. You can doctor this thing up, uh, coconut. And now I'm taking the animal whey protein out the door, which is gonna be more acidic. And the RX bar, not a bad bar, but to me, there's a lot better bars out there, which again, are simple. And I'm not a big fan of bars unless I'm traveling and I'm kind of stuck, so I use that time goes on. Okay, so those are just a couple things I wanted to address. We're gonna do more and more case studies as time goes on. If you have a question, Shoot me an email. My name, Chris Johnson at Antar Living. Throw these questions out there. You got anything you want to talk about, but send them to it. And again, we're going to do more and more podcasts with your questions, addressing them, and help you in your journey to having this lifestyle you're looking for. So again, we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.